You are listening to the Thriving Empire Podcast Season 3, How to Find a Remote Job. So if you're a highly skilled human ready to ditch the office and the clutches of the commute and instead work for an awesome company right from your kitchen table or a co-working space or wherever in the world, you're going to love this season. I've created the ultimate resource bursting with actionable tactics and tips for finding a remote job as well as a smooth transition to the remote work style so that you can enjoy more freedom and flexibility in your work and in your life. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, marketing strategist and consultant, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work obsessed. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome to episode 76 of Thriving Empire Podcast, where we're going to talk about the third step to preparing for your remote interview. Now, this is the part where you get to ask about their remote culture and philosophy and see how they react to very basic questions about their daily operations as a remote company to see if it's someone you would like to work with remotely. Now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. If you're back for another dose, I'm so excited you're coming back and you're enjoying the show. If you get value from the show, I would love, love, love if you would tell your friends and colleagues about it and rate and review it on iTunes. That would be super cool. And don't forget, you can work with me one-on-one. I offer 30-minute remote career consults where we put together a remote, um, sorry, a bespoke, well, we do it remotely too, but we put together a bespoke remote job search strategy for you. Just head over to stephanieholland.co forward slash career consult for more information and to book. Basically, after we meet, you're going to know how to position yourself as the ideal remote candidate. You're going to know the top five places to look for the right remote roles for you, and you're going to feel 100% confident to apply and kickstart your remote career A. ASAP. So back to this episode, what are the questions that you can ask at interview to convey yourself as an ideal remote candidate and learn more so that you can assess if you want to be part of this remote team and company? Well, you'll already have a few questions lined up as a result of doing the the initial research we talked about in step one of the last episode, episode 75. So now you can formulate questions about their remote culture and philosophy that really demonstrate, first of all, you know, most importantly, your awareness of the subtle and sometimes not so subtle nuances of working within a remote company and demonstrate yourself as a remote, an ideal remote candidate. Now, these questions are actually taken directly from John O'Dunn's book called Distributed Teams, The Art and Practice of Working Together While Physically Apart. Because these questions are perfect as they are, they need no amending, right? They're very succinct. They're very concise. They're just brilliant. So what I've done is I'm sharing the questions with you and I've added the kind of answers you might hope to receive and red flags to listen and look out for. So question one is this. I've worked remotely for a few companies now. Some companies handled remote work well and some did not. How do you make sure that remote people don't feel like second-class citizens? Now, this is a great question and will reveal whether the company has considered this, yet alone put systems and initiatives in place to build a sense of equality amongst their entire team, whether remote or co-located. Now, remember, co-located means office-based. Now, they might touch on different areas of the business, the business model, the business structure in their answer, which is really, really cool because you're looking for a company that's thought about how, um, how this permeates across their business as a whole. But what you're really looking 
looking for is acknowledgement, first of all, that it's a great question, and confirmation that the company has put a good deal of thought into the question and have or are experimenting with various ideas, systems, and initiatives to enable, to create, um, to co-create a sense of team amongst the team, whether they are remote or office-based. And of course, then you're going to look to decide if their answer feels good to you. Question two, how many other people in the team are remote and can I interview with some of them? Now, this is a beautiful question to ask because, well, first of all, how cool would it be to chat to people who work in the company about what it's really like to work in the company? Because even though they might not tell you it sucks, you're going to get a sense of the kind of personality, the kind of character, the kind of joy, the kind of energy they have, and if that's the kind of person and team you want to work with. But this question also conveys that you're really interested in knowing really genuinely more about what it's like to work there, um, enough to invest more time in the interview process to speak to more people and to assess the, the right career and culture fit for you. Now, if they say no to this question, I'd say that would be a bit of a red flag, especially if the reason is because teammates don't have the time to spare. Sweatshop or what, okay? You're looking for the ease of interaction and communication with people, and maybe not after the first interview. Maybe this is something you asked, ask uh, during the second or third interview. But either way, it's something that, that I think it's nice when companies are open to enabling this for you. Question three, how tightly knit is the team, including the remote people? How was this group cohesion created? Now, what I like to learn here are the daily, weekly, monthly, and annual initiatives they have in place and the sense that this is a constant experiment and evolution so that they can keep upping their game to create great team, to, to create cohesion, to create great results and a great remote working environment for every single individual. Now, you really want to sense that they're really clear on the company culture that they want to create and you want to get a sense of how they think about growing their teams in terms of are they looking for culture fit or culture add so that's when you can add a new element to their culture and how they think of people in general um, as a resource as an asset hopefully they do think of it people as their most important resource now daily initiatives might include things like water cooler chat on the Slack channel, like you know, asking people to, to upload a themed photo of the day. Um, or weekly initiatives might be a buddy call with a member of your team or a member of a different team. Monthly initiatives might be a social video chat on Zoom where you hang out with 10 colleagues and bring your own beverage. And annual initiatives might be a company-wide um, in-person retreat or smaller team function retreats like the marketing team retreat, which might happen twice a year. Um, they can take any form or format or structure, but what you're looking for again is that A, they've thought about how to create group cohesion, and B, they are deeply passionate about implementing and experimenting and evolving it over time to just perfect it and make sure it's just always aligned with what they're doing where they're at as a business. Now, question four is, how do you know if a remote person is doing their job well? How does a remote person know if their manager is doing their job well? Now, I really love this question because as a remote worker, you can't really see how your work lands, right? Expressions on people's faces and the energy in the room mean so much. It can really help you interpret whether people are happy with your work. Now, on one hand, you can get used to this as a remote worker and rely on your own barometer of a job well done, uh, whether you've done it to brief or whether it it exceeds expectations. Now, me personally, I like to know that deliverables and KPIs will be co-created by me and my hiring manager 
during my probationary period and that I'll be held to results or the output or the outcomes agreed on and not the hours that it takes to create them. So for me, it's output over hours is like gold dust to my ears. I really don't need anything other than that because I decide whether my work is good. I decide what kind of quality I'm going to create and I'm very aware whether my work is good or not and whether people will be pleased by it. But on the other hand, some people need to see or at least feel how their work lands with their, with their direct reports. Um, sorry, with the people they are reporting directly into. And one person shared with me while I was doing research for this podcast, she said this, as a remote worker, you can feel disconnected from how well your work is being received. You almost need more validation from clients. I'm currently good at working with clients who are good at telling me they appreciate me. One, for example, gave me scented candle as a Christmas present, so I was feeling loved. They want me to do more work, which is the biggest endorsement, them wanting to do more work with you, which gives me a stronger element of security. But when you're physically present, you can tell work, how work is landing. But if you're doing conference or video calls, you don't have that sense that, quote unquote, I've read the room, where you can tell if you've done a good job or not. So that said, if this sentiment resonated with you, you're going to want to pay particular attention to how they answer the first half of this question and ask yourself if their answer satisfies you. As to the second half of the question, which was, how does a remote person know if their manager is doing their job well? This is something even co-located office companies, uh, office-based companies ha struggle with as well, and there's no one right answer. You might be satisfied with knowing they have a 360 degree review process in place, or monthly feedback sessions, or an open door CEO, CEO policy, or even a regular call with a CEO. Who knows? If you're like me and you've had bad experiences with managers in the past, you're going to know exactly what answer you need um, to receive to this question uh, that will satisfy you, and likely an answer that demonstrate uh, that, that, that transparency and accountability is required from every single individual in the company. So that's when you're going to, th the answer is going to be a bit more fluid. You're going to have to play it by ear based on your own personal experience of working with managers in the past. Now, question five is, can you give me an example of the last time a remote person was promoted and why? Now, this question is fab and again speaks to how your work lands and if it lands well, what does your career progression within the company look like? I really love this question. This is particularly tricky at startups in terms of what your career progression looks like um, and within smaller teams where people wear multiple hats to get the job done. But I think it's really good to know up front what do you need to do to progress within the company, how long that might take, and what might that look like? So would you be able to switch between disciplines or eventually join the executive team, for example? That might be something you think about in terms of your career progression. What you really want to hear is stories of people progressing within the company so that you can understand the shape of career progression within the company without asking specific questions about it too soon. They are, after all, hiring you to do this job right now, and they want to know that you're focused focused on this job right now and you're going to do it well before you think about skipping ahead. So that's the question part of the remote questions. Kind of cool, huh? Now, a couple of other quick tips for the logistics of the interview is that 24 hours beforehand, double check time zones so that you show up to the call at the right time, okay? Just double check it. Even if you double checked it already, double check it again. 30 minutes before the interview, set yourself up. Take five minutes to center yourself and show up on the line logged in five minutes early. But above all, you've got to remember, while they're evaluating you, you are also evaluating them as well. The interview itself, the interviewers and the company, you're evaluating whether you want 
to, to, to be part of this, to be part of everything if you want them as your future teammates. Now, this is not a one-sided endeavor. So as in all worthwhile relationships, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, you also need to decide if this is the right fit for you. And don't just wait to be chosen. Not all remote roles are the right remote role for you. You have to consciously choose it as well. Don't wait to be chosen. So I really hope uh, this helps you to confidently and again diligently prepare for your audio or video interview. Crack open the worksheet that you can use in the interview itself so you can take notes to their answers on these questions. It's called Worksheet 23 and it's in the podcast study pack. And if you don't have the podcast pack yet, don't worry, grab a copy in the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 76. But so far, that's it from me this week. See you next week on Thriving Empire Podcast. But until then, keep living and working on your own terms so that you can build your career and the life you really want simultaneously. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a star rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too, so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.